you guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callentine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to season two of Keeping It Simple. We're glad to have you with us. Today, we're going to talk about partying. We love to party. Here at the Simple Church Collective, we value partying. We value social gatherings, getting together. But we're not just going to focus on any kind of party. And I think there's something cool and important about we're entering the holiday season here in 2021. And so as we enter this season, we want to talk about the social spaces, social gatherings that we're going to find ourselves in or that we should be trying to be in with other people. And this time of the year is is really valuable to talk about this kind of topic because... We want to be generous and kind people with our resources. And there are people in need. And frankly, this is when a lot of parties happen. So at the collective, like I said, we love to party. We love to gather together. In season one, we talked about the blessed rhythms. We've talked about generosity and hospitality. And to start season two, one of our irreducible minimums is community. So all of these different topics and factors kind of overlap and mesh together here in this episode about partying and hospitality and really about the idea of proxemics. Before we get into the idea of proxemics, we're going to define it in a second. Luis, why is this important? Yeah. Um, Like you said, I think the holidays are coming up. Uh, We obviously have been partying, but... It's a more natural time for people to get together. Um, And we see that in the scriptures, go back to Acts chapter two, right? We see that, um, you know, they got together to do fellowship. They got together to eat. And that's just part of the rhythms that we practice here. You know, if you go back to Acts 2, uh, 42 through 46, they said they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship. Uh, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So when I think about the early church, I think that the early church was growing in their faith. They were getting together. They were uh, learning, but they were also like enjoying each other's company. And when I think about partying and I think about the holidays coming up, I think about getting together with people that you're going to enjoy their company. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, not just partying for the sake of partying, I think partying um, with mission in mind. And so when I, and so when I think about, um, you know, proxemics and i think about what we're going to talk about today uh regarding partying i think it's important to keep in mind just a couple of things the first thing is like that a lot of times people need to belong to a community before they can say yes uh to a community right um someone once said it people find god because a people find god's people i think that was hugh halter and then and then the other thing is that we need all types of sizes of groups in order to be able to flourish and be able to grow and mature in our discipleship. So it might not be appropriate to share some deeply personal things, you know, in a group of like 75 people, right? You're not going to like say some, you know, repent of sin in front of, you know, 60 people you don't know uh, per se. Uh, But what you might do is like share that with, you know, people in uh, a smaller group setting, two or four people that you really trust deeply and then they'll pray for you, you know, and and and, um, and then walk you through some stuff. And then the third thing is that, you know, when since we're going to talk about partying, like what is the goal about partying? And, and when I 
you know, we, we love to party and, and I, I can't get that song out of my head. Like we love to party, right? Uh, we like to, but, but when I think about partying, like what's the goal and, 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 and the big overarching goal, right. Is obviously to connect people and to bring them into, you know, what Jesus is doing in your community by creating an environment that they want to return to again, right? By by saying, hey, we are partying, but the goal is that these people, when we invite them the next time, they not only come, but they're also inviting their friends, mm. depending on the size of the gathering, right? And so those are a couple of things to keep in mind as we get through this episode. Yeah, and you've already referenced size of gatherings and different people groups and getting together, which is kind of the idea of proxemic. So... What is proxemics? What is this definition? And how does it relate to our gatherings, our partyings? Yeah. So, uh, you know, social scientists have come up with this term called proxemics. And I think also discipleship folks have kind of added to that a little bit. But typically proxemics is the study of the personal space of personal space and the degree of space or separation that individuals maintain uh, between each other in social situations. And now you, you probably know this, this is going to vary from culture to culture. And in America, it's probably going to vary from person to person. And obviously the numbers that we're going to give you today are going to be general in nature. I remember being in Philadelphia and Philadelphia has a lot of close talkers. And I wonder if, you know, as I read some of this stuff in, in preparation, like if it has to do with you know, um, there's 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 a big Muslim culture in Philadelphia and people from the Middle East are a little bit like when they tell stories, they get closer and closer and closer. And in Philly, when someone was telling a story as a New Yorker, I, I'm like, uh, you know, like, give me some space. But in Philly, they're like the, the when they start driving the point home, they start getting closer and closer. And I'm like taking a step backwards and they're like coming closer and closer and it took me a while to figure out that's just how philadelphians tell stories now i don't know how people are doing that during covid right but but it's important to 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 mention like different cultures do proxemics um differently and so so these are just some general numbers that folks have 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 come up with folks that have you know studied proxemics and and the and they call these spaces, they're the different spaces. There's the public space, the social space, the personal space, the transparent uh, transparent space, and then uh, the divine space. And you talk about these guys, um, uh, uh, Bobby Harrington and, and Absalom, um, they wrote a book um, on, on this and, and um, some of this information uh, comes from them. Absalom and Harrington wrote a, a book called Discipleship That Fits. Um, and so in the public space, uh, you're thinking about hundreds of people, right? Um, even though you might be close to someone, right? You, you know, like say like at a concert or in a subway car or even at church, a lot of times in in church settings, like, you know, predominant model churches, like you're, you're sitting in a room full of people and it's not really the time to start sharing and kind of, you know, connecting on a deeper level. You go to church and some people are, feel really awkward about the greeting time. I know a couple of people like that, you know, it's like, why are you know like am i supposed to bear my soul to my neighbor right like maybe not the best time so so you're engaging with an outside resource so and so in in that space you're engaging with the worship leader you're en- engaging with the 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 speaker um and there's a distance of 12 feet or more that's the public space um and then sometimes like i said in in 
you you could be in the public space like in a subway car and they're really close to you but it's probably not socially acceptable for you to start bearing your heart to the yeah. person that's right next to you and then there's a social space you know folks have said 20 to 70 people in the social space and then and 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 the focus of that is you know getting together and you share kind of snapshots um, of your life that kind of build, uh, you know, relationships with other, build build the affinity. And, and and that's like at a backyard party, right? Like at a backyard barbecue, four feet to 12 feet. It's cool. You're playing cornhole. I don't know if you guys play cornhole. Scott is like the cornhole uh, legalist in the house. He knows all the rules. Yeah, uh, if, you don't, if you don't follow the rules, <laughs> why would you play the game? Come on. So people like do adding and subtracting. Scott's got it dialed. So um, you probably want Scott on your team. Um, this summer we play some cornhole and it's like interactive, you know, it, it's all right. You kind of share a little bit about your family. Sometimes like what you do comes up. I hate that question. I kind of, I never lead with that. Maybe as a mm-hmm. pastor, you know, that's, that's been my, the case. Like I never lead with, Hey, I'm a pastor. If you're a pastor and you're listening to this, dude, do not lead with, Hey, I'm a pastor. I, maybe in your context, it opens doors for you in my context, not so much. And so that's about four feet to 12 feet. That's a social space. Then we have the personal space. And the size of group of that is like four to 12 people. And then it becomes more okay to start sharing some more personal information, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, when people ask like, hey, how are you doing? A lot of times the default response is like, fine. Right? Yeah. You don't really. Do I'm good. Yep. Really want to know. Mm-hmm. But when you get in a group like this, like in a personal space, you're thinking more like a discovery Bible study, more like, you know, a home group, whatever, you know. And you, you can start sharing like, hey, man, I've been struggling or, you know, this is what, you know, caused me stress this week or this is kind of like the highlight of my week. And we're thinking more like 18 inches to about four feet distance wise. Um, then there's the transparent space. Right. And that's the space that you have um, with your just close, like confidants and people that you really trust, you know, um, two to four people the size of that um, um gathering and, and you kind of live vulnerably in that space and 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 don't hear what i'm not saying i'm not saying just because you're in a group of two to four like straight go for it you know like no you have to have some trust and and have developed that there and and distance wise we're looking at zero inches to 18 inches and you're closer you're kind of sitting next to each other or across the table from one another and and you're living and that creates a you know an environment to to be able to live more uh vulnerably i have added this one this one is not in there and i've added the space where where you spend with your spouse um and i think it almost needs to be like transparency on steroids you know mm-hmm. and your relationship with your spouse really will determine or kind of help guide like all the rest of these other spaces if you live truthfully in that place with your spouse. And I'm not saying that it's God's will for everybody to be married, right? Or for everybody to be out there looking but for a spouse. You are but married. if you are married, yeah. right, that needs to be a healthy space between you and your spouse. Um, and and if you're dating, like that space needs to be a really healthy space because the outflow of that will go, right? Like, And we talk about not living in a, a duplicitously, right? I love that. Like being the same. Right. Don't be a chameleon in the, you know, don't be one way in the personal space than a different way in the public space, you know, a different way in the transparent space. No, like be who you are all the time, I would say. And obviously make 
the adjustments necessary as far as like what's socially acceptable, right, to share and stuff. Yeah. And then after that, I would say the spouse space, right, and I would, and that's one that I've added, um, is the divine space, right? And the divine space is that one-on-one with the Lord, one-on-one with God, spending time with Jesus, your creator. And and that's your inner world, right? Getting to the place of, of, of silence and being able to know that you know that you know that you are loved. And then everything else kind of flows out of that. I love um, Rob Wagner. They wrote a book uh, called Starfish in the Spirit. And in that Starfish in the Spirit book, they talk about like these nesting Russian dolls, like these spaces. And I think you even mentioned it, right? Like getting to this place of combining these things and having them fit one into the other, right? That that divine space, that spouse space, that transparent space, almost like having these nesting rushing dolls, it all comes together. It mm-hmm. all comes together. To recap that, we have from the public space, which is the hundreds, I would consider that maybe the crowds and maybe even for our day and age in the digital age, that's people on social media, yeah, people yeah. that are far from us. It's It's not people that we... Um, have deep relationship with that's the public space there's the social space the 20 to 70 people again that's maybe more uh, monthly gatherings or parties or people come together you know them you have relationship with them but you may not be crazy deep with them um, in, in a distance way that's you know from four to 12 feet and personals that four to 12 people these are these are your homies these are people you rock with these are your your friends you go to battle with them they they know you. They know some of the depth of your life. Um, it's that eighteen inches to four feet kind of relationship. You're and close you feel together. In that yeah. Space. yeah. And then the transparent is these are the the closest people to you in your life. Uh, you live in just absolute vulnerability and openness. Mm-hmm. That zero to eighteen inches or to sixteen inches. They come to you just come together in that. And then you have, as Louise mentioned, the spouse transparency which is another level maybe another a different layer. way to say is like the intimate space mm. right the intimate space and then there's the divine space this is you and god so jesus who we look at as our example for this he had his one-on-one relationship with the father we can look through the gospels and jesus goes and he gets up and spends time in prayer or he's he's with god um, and he is god it's awesome uh then he has the three right he has that uh john Peter and James, right? Peter, James, and John. I said it out of order, so it threw me off for a second. (laughs) Uh, But those were three of the 12. And so then he had the 12 disciples who were around him all of the time. Those three were built within that, though. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of overlap that takes place in that nesting, right? That Russian nesting ball. And then he had the 72. In the Gospel of Luke, we see this crowd of 72 people that he sends out and also that come back to him. This is more of that social space, right? They, They knew Jesus and they spent time with him, but they weren't quite to the relationship of the 12, but they had more relationship than the general public and the crowds. And then we do see the public, the 120s, the beyonds, the you know, 4,000, 5,000s that he talks with, interacts with, does feeds. miracles with, he feeds them. Um, so this is where we get this. This is a very biblical concept of how we see social spaces, how we see relationships. And Jesus interacts ac- across all of these. Yeah. But most of his time is spent with the three, with the 12. Mm-hmm. And so we want to... Um, as we go into this holiday season, and even for the life of the collective long term, we think it's important to align these 
layers, these circles. If you were to draw them out on a whiteboard, they'd look like circles. Maybe go home and, and practice that. Just draw these layers, these circles. But we want to align these circles as much as we possibly can to synchronize them so that we're not stretched and pulled in all these different directions, mm -hmm. but rather our transparent uh, group of people are in alignment with our personal group of people that are in alignment with our social and then aligned with the public and the crowds. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, when you think about it, it's like, how do you live faithfully in one space and like mm. general space? Right. And that's why it's important to know, like, Hey, where is God at work? Where has he called you? And which people are you spending most of your time with? Right. And, and how can you live faithfully in that space? And sometimes it takes time, right? Like, for for all of that to come together because a lot of us live lives um kind of just on go mode and kind of just in in different spaces and to be honest like m many times we create these divides like hey these are my work friends or these are my church friends or these are my mm. these are my neighbors you know and 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 think of thinking of it holistically like Jesus did it's like hey how can i be friends with the people. And this is a touchy subject for some people in ministry. Like, hey, are you able to be friends with the people that you do ministry with? And and Jesus called the disciples his friends. So I, yeah. I think that the Bible is inherent. And so like, it's, it's a possible, it's possible. Is it easy? I don't think so. A lot of times it's not easy, but it is possible, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and it takes time and he spent a lot of time with them and stuff. And so when we think about this, like, yeah, Jesus modeled this really, really well, and he nested his spaces really, really well. And so today what we want to do is like um, talk about how, how this relates to the holidays, right? The holidays are coming up and maybe even kind of give you some ideas. And and, and it's not going to be an exhaustive list at all, yeah. but ways to start thinking about how you can start nesting some of your spaces and kind of creating um, space to party with other people and invite other people in. So here, and some of the stuff we've done, um, and I'm kind of drawing on experience, you know, we, we've been uh, hosting tons of parties, you know, for years. And that's kind of, you know, how, how we live our life. It's worth noting that as the weather has changed, we're in this fall season, it rains all the time. Do indoor activities, right? Yeah. Plan things indoors. Go places they're indoors go go spend time yeah. with people out in as covid allows right yeah of course as as comfort levels allow mm -hmm. as as people are sick and healthy and those kind of things go spend time with people go to sporting events sporting events are open like go have fun go do these things um as we are in this holiday season be willing to host people right yeah. this is a very opportune time to invite people over for a meal yeah. or to go out for a meal and Maybe pay for them. Just show your generosity, right? I've heard it said, show me your, your checkbook and your schedule and I'll show you where your priorities are at. Right. If we're really investing in people into our lives, we got to spend time with them. We got to invest our money and our time into these relationships. Mm -hmm. So be willing to host. Be hospitable when you go out. And then just be aware we're in this season of the fall and coming into winter this is a seasonal depression time. If you didn't grow up here, there's a very high chance you experience seasonal depression mm -hmm. just because the sun is gone, yeah. basically. You need some vitamin D. Exactly. Yeah. And some, people, and some people experience that and they respond well to like an invitation because they need yeah. more people. Some people experience that and they're like, yeah, I don't want to see anybody, you know? And so different people, and kind of like suss people out, right? Like, you know, 
each person is different, right? And yeah. so go at the pace that the spirit is working with them, you know, yeah. or, or the relational at, at the speed of relationship. Yeah. And then honestly, know the culture around you, right? Where we live is a very much a coffee and wine culture. Mm-hmm. People either like to drink coffee like to drink wine or both or both <laughs> yeah right so know your people know your demographic yeah. and go that's plan important. accordingly right yeah, i think that's and important. know your your people know your context as we're in this holiday season and we're trying to merge our proxemics our social spaces together yeah so here's a couple of things maybe to consider right um as the holidays are upon us you know as far as like the different spaces so when you think about like the public space, maybe that'll be something like a bigger outreach that you're doing, right? Some gift giveaways, um, something along those lines. Uh, bigger, maybe if, if you live in a place where it's warmer, you can do like a block party or something like that where there's, you know, more than 70 people, 100 people, and then you're trying to serve the community, right? And you're not really going to go deep with those people. You're going to sit there and hang out and, 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 and you're going to serve people together. You think about the social space, right? Here's where it starts getting like more party-like. And I'm like, this is like the sweet spot for parties, in, in, in my opinion. You think about maybe like something like hosting an ugly sweater party, right? Um, we, we, up, we, we've done that. One of my favorite ones. And the guy I was working with, he, he didn't go out and buy an ugly sweater, right? A lot of people run to like Goodwill or, you know, get something that, online. That, like, yeah. He just printed a picture of me and taped it <laughs> to his sweater, and he wore that to my ugly sweater party. And so it was, it was funny. It was clever, right? And and that was hilarious. Everybody loved it. Um, and so and so think about maybe an ugly sweater party, or or hosting. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be hosting a friendsgiving, and we're kind of trying to merge different uh, people to that thing. Like this isn't one that you can have multiple simple churches at multiple people that you're trying to connect and, and, and merge those, those social groups. This is a good one for that kind of thing. So we're going to be frying a couple of turkeys. Yo, Love that. Luis's fried turkeys are so amazing. good. I mean, people want to go to a party that they're going to have good company and good food, right. And good drinks, right. Depending on, on the kind of party. So good company, good food, good drinks. And so Friendsgiving, we have tons and tons of food. Maybe consider something like a white elephant gift party during the holidays, right? Yeah. And it's something, it's more clever, it's more intimate. It's like you're thinking, you're kind of showing who you are um, and, and bringing yourself to the table. People love gift giving. People love stealing people's gifts at that kind of party. You know, it, it, it's socially acceptable and it's fun. It's always a good night uh, when something like, a good time when, when something like that happens. And it's a good place to mix believers and unbelievers, right? It's a good place where... People typically have uh, experience with with these kind of parties already. But what we want to create is positive exposure to non-believers of God's people. Right. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully what happens out of that is like people are, you know, willing to have spiritual conversations and eventually get to the place of, you know, being open to the gospel because they've had a positive experience with Jesus as his people. Think about the personal space. Think more like board games. I know that board games are all the rage nowadays. I'm sure there's some holiday board games or you can, you know, make. Let's go, nerds. Yeah, yeah. Like, bring it up, you know. It's like, you know. So, board games. Think about potlucks. Again, keep COVID stuff in mind. You know, I've heard about people kind of hanging out in pods. Like, hey, these are the group of people that I hang out with. 
and and you know they kind of make a promise to each other like hey these are the main group of people that we're going to hang out with um and so maybe having like you know creating a pod for yourself uh and and committing to staying safe together doing something like a cocktail night we've done this in the past where we've you know everybody bring your favorite cocktail you know uh, and you get together and and hang out Think about maybe like an Advent themed discovery Bible study, right? In the personal space, right? People can share, people can talk about like their their experiences with uh, the text and 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 Christmas and that kind of thing. And we think about tra- the transparent space, right? Think about maybe triads or groups of three, coaching groups, group discipleship environments. And sometimes during the holidays, people get lonely. Right. And and having those that other, you know, two to three people to connect with and like, hey, I'm struggling this holiday. You know, mm-hmm. like last ho- last year, I didn't get to see my family for a really long time. And, and I'm from the East Coast and and I'm not going to lie, like it was hard. Right. During during Thanksgiving, like we actually had covid like our family had covid. Melissa and I and, and our kids had covid and, and it was not cool. Like we <laughs> suffered during the and 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 even even now Melissa still has like long covid like but she has some of the residual effects of covid that she's still um a wrestling with. So the the holidays could be hard for people and maybe in in a personal space or in a social space they might not necessarily open up and say these things but you know, getting together with them on a more intimate level, transparent level, they might be willing to share some of their um, struggles during that season. And in that intimate space, that spouse space, yeah, do something nice, right? Go like share, yeah, go on a date, space, you know, uh, you kind of start, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily the best at this, but like, listen for, you know, spouse, your spouse is probably dropping some hints on like, hey, you know, what they would like for the holidays or something like that, or how they how they would feel loved during the holiday season. And in in the divine, pray, fast, take an advent, you know, do an advent uh reading or an advent devotional, um, read through the text in each one of the gospels, um, uh, and learn, you know, go back to the story of 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 the nativity and Christmas and stuff like that. As we begin to wrap up the episode, I'm hoping that each of us are beginning to maybe identify people that are in different spots in our proximic circles, whether it's in the public space, whether it's in the social space, the transparent or or the intimate or wherever it may be. We begin to see these people in these spaces and maybe can consider how do we begin to merge these, especially over this holiday season? How can we host people? How can we bring people together? In the Starfish and the Spirit, which we had a, a a podcast episode on last season, go back and listen to that. It was an awesome episode. In that book, they referenced that it could take six to 24 months to merge your social spaces, your proxemic circles together. And that's a, a rough roadmap, but to bring everything further into alignment into our lives so that we are operating in alignment in the same mission and vision that Jesus has for us. It might take some time to do that, but we could start this holiday season beginning to invite people into our relationships and what we're doing. I would encourage each of us to identify your three, your 12, your 72, the 120s in your life. Who are these people? And to bring them into alignment, what changes do we need to make to our life? In our schedule, 
How do we need to restructure our, our week-to-week, our day-to-day life? With our pocketbook and our time and investing in people, where can we maybe cut back so that we can take someone for, out for dinner mm. or we can buy a special gift for someone? Mm. How can we begin to reorient, to restructure our life that's towards good. the people who Jesus has called us to? And that's a big theme for us this season. So consider your three. Consider your 12. Consider your 72 and then consider the crowds that are beyond. Consider what Jesus is calling you to and the changes that we can make this holiday season to party well, to love people well, and merge our proximic circles into alignment with Jesus has for us. Be intentional on those things. Man, I love this episode so far. We could keep going. But these just a couple of things I want to I want to end with just keeping a couple of things in mind. And and some of the stuff is specific maybe to the holidays, but other, you know, uh, you know, so, some of some of the stuff is you know, can can be used for gatherings and parties just in general. So, in in no specific order, I'm just going to share a couple of things that came to mind when when thinking about like hosting parties. So, the reality is this, right? People love parties and people love food, right? So if you're going to have a party, sometimes it's cool like to kind of just have like, a, you know, a party that you kind of just threw together uh, last minute. But if you most like really good parties have been thought through ahead of time, right? The people that you invited have been, you know, you, you thought through that. You prayed through that, right? You, you thought through that ahead of time. So, so if you have the time, you're going to throw a party, be intentional with it. Think through the the details and the specifics ahead of time. Uh, That could be its own podcast, the details of a party, right? Also, when you are actually having the party, be an includer, right? Uh, We always remind the team, you know, hey, look outwardly, right? Be back to back. And what we mean when we say be back to back is like, don't just spend time with people from your, you know, uh, discipleship group or or with people that are already a part of your simple church, with people that are already a part of our team, like look outwardly and, and be back to back and like uh, talk to the new person, be an includer, can make make connections with people and say, hey, this person, this is Steve. Um, Steve, I just met Bill. Bill, meet Steve and then like walk away so that Bill and Steve can be connected. You know, like look outwardly and don't just speak to people you already know that are already a part of your team already. Um, Depending on the event, right? Invite broadly. Like a lot of this is like, a numbers game like the more people you invite uh the the more likely you are to have more people to come right some people will obviously say no but invite broadly in our case sometimes we've we threw a party years ago it was um it was like a drop-in kind of party but everybody like came and stayed and we we like like so Sometimes people just need, and it was around the holidays. It was like, you know, it was like drop in and say hi, but everyone just stayed. Um, So maybe communicate clearly the kind of party that you're having. Um, But sometimes people are starved for community and then they just want to hang out. I would say model brokenness where appropriate. If you're having like a smaller type gathering, model brokenness in that space. And I would say be a helper, stay late and come early right? Help the host, right? Help them set up, help them break down. And one key I think that we found is have everybody bring something. Because for whatever reason, when people bring something to the party, they they feel like, hey, you know, they're contributing and they feel like they're wanted and needed in that space. And then the last thing that I wanted to say is if you're going to drink at your party, right? 
be responsible, do it biblically, do it with love, and do it in wisdom. So I hope that today you've uh, learned a little bit about proxemics. You've gotten some ideas and kind of maybe gotten the wheels turning about the holidays coming up and the parties uh, that you're going to be hosting. But it's, man, amazing. It's been an amazing time doing this episode with you, Scott. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.